0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Good morning. Happy Thursday, November 10, 2022. We are two days past uh, the election, which is still in some states uh, being counted. Uh, we have a great show today. Hank Kuhneman standing by. Uh, I have notes I'm going to be watching along with you, but I'm just as curious about what Hank is going to say, I've seen some of the videos he's going to show, which you're going to love and be fascinated with. So uh, we're going to bring Hank on in just a couple minutes here. But before we do that, we want to premiere today's American Warriors episode. My brother, Warren Schultz, and I uh, co-produced this program, uh, and every day we're premiering a new episode. Um, So here we go. Uh, It was 1958 and about seven years into the Cold War, 18-year-old Earl Schroeder was part of the Air Defense Command as a radar technician, helping guard the nation against potential enemies. Now in his 80s, Earl remains fiercely loyal to his country and shows it through his community service. Today, here is his story. The concept of the radar Air Defense Command was surround the entire continental United States to include Canada and Alaska to look outbound away from our borders waiting for and looking for the penetration of, if you will, Russian bombers, because the Cold War was intact from about 1953-ish through '83. There was a lot of fear of nuclear war between the United States and Russia, and our radar sites would give early warning there are a lot of our viewers who are in that age range right now you remember those days of the cold war i'm one generation less i'm a boomer and a lot of us were kids when this was all going on but we were semi-aware they used to do uh drop and roll although the roll part was a fire drill but they would do all of us hiding under our dress which is kind of a silly drill they had us do in case there was a nuclear explosion (laughs) I mean that was what we knew and understood so we'd hide under our desk Um, I guess that was going to protect us from radiation and an explosion that would you know melt us into nothingness but anyway it's really important especially for the younger generations including my own and older to be reminded of what those who have gone before us uh, have done some of the people on our American warriors over the last two years have already passed away probably probably a handful of them because they're and they're just leaving us, and many, most of them are probably going to be with the Lord for the love that they showed but and the, re, the Savior they received. So, all right, that's our um, American Warriors. Be sure to go. Here's where you go on Rumble. You go to American Warriors 22 or just type in, like I do, American Warriors. And on YouTube, the same thing. You just go to YouTube and just type in American Warriors, and up it will come. Uh, so on those two channels. And that's slowly growing. Um, we'll be growing this for several years until it finally reaches this uh, critical mass and it just explodes under its own weight. But people are loving that. So many of these people have received the Lord, many of them as a result of their uh, service to the country and, and you know, looking death in the face to everything. All right. That's kind of it. Without further delay, let's bring in uh, Prophet Hank Kuhneman. Uh, here's a good friend of mine as well. So here, here's here's. Hey, my friend, how are you? Hey,
2: Steve, it's good to see you. It's, it's been, been a long time. I know <laughs> we haven't had
1: you enough here, but uh, yeah, you had mentioned off the air that maybe you'll have, have some more availability. That yeah. would be wonderful because yeah. our people love
2: you. Well, thank you. You know, it's been a busy year for a lot of people, especially for those of us that are speaking prophetically. And just just here at the ministry, we've got a lot going on. We're building a a 1,500, 1,600-seat auditorium. We're purchasing some property right here at the church. I've been traveling, doing Flashpoint. We have our own uh, new level show with my wife and I and all the other things. But I really feel like going into this next kind of season and wave of things that we've got to keep the prophetic. Uh, voice is strong. So I'm looking it's forward good. to connecting Very to you. Much well, and I now. have,
1: you know, you often have given me notes, but today's notes are really a lot and I'm, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. so much good content. I don't want to, normally you and I will sit and visit for five to 10 minutes. I don't know. We've got yeah. too much stuff. So I'm going yeah, to just you go. just let you go for it. And all. I'll ask yeah. question now and then. So.
2: Sure, yeah. And Steve, again, great to be here, and I really yes. appreciate you. I love you, and I love the audience of those yeah. of you who are fighting and really contending for God and for this country, but also for the word of the Lord. And that is extremely important to God. You know, uh, the prophet's office is the only office that God said, don't touch it. He didn't say that about the pastors, even though we shouldn't, or teachers or, you know, apostles and so forth. But the prophet's ministry is something God said, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm, because they carry God's heart, mind, will, and intent, his wow. agenda, which is really what prophecy is. And the reason why he says don't touch him," is because God will speak things through them that oftentimes may look like it's not going to come to pass or it doesn't come to pass in their lifetime. A good example of that is Kim Clement. A lot of things that he uh, said is, boy, you look at it now and you're like, whoa, Uh, at the time it didn't make sense. And again, prophets, they give pieces of a story. That's why you've got to continue to stay with the story. And so uh, this is very, very important for your audience to continue to stay with what God is saying. And uh, a, a quick reminder, how does God deliver a nation? He always did it through prophets. Yeah, he, he still did. does it today. Hosea 13, verse 12. He said, through a prophet, I delivered Israel, a nation, mm. out of the hand of the enemy. And uh, so we can see that prophetic narrative throughout Scripture. But I really believe, Steve, what's on people's heart right now is what um, is going on with, with our nation. What's going on? You know, we just had the midterms. And I I, I was praying and asking God about 2023. And this is what's really funny to me is I was a little critical maybe in the past where, you know, I would hear somebody say like a, a, a particular year. I'll give you an example, like 2020, uh, 2009, it's all going to be fine. Yeah, 2010, yeah. I we went, and I used to kind of criticize. I was like, is that all, is that the deeper we can get? And we got to be careful because sometimes what you criticize, uh, God may uh, ask you to do. So I was seeking <laughs> the good. Lord and he said to me, twenty twenty three. And I said, no, God, don't do that. You know, I've been, I, 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 it means I got to get my, my heart right here. And he said, no, Hank, 2023, 5780 free. There's a freedom coming to this nation. And he said, it's a global freedom. And he said, the elitists are calling it, you know, the New World Order, uh, a reset is what they're trying to do, a global reset. But what they're doing is they're counterfeiting, the enemy only reveals what he's threatened by. He's threatened threatened by God's divine reset that's happening in the earth. And we're going to talk about Netanyahu in a minute uh, as as part of that reset, because God said it ahead of time. The second thing is uh, they're mentioning about, well, you know, it's this new world order. Well, God has a NWO and it's called a new world outpouring. And so this is very important. All right. Let me give you one last thing. People say on this, uh, I guess this kind of, topic here. People say, well, we're in the days of Noah Well, they'll be eating and drinking and giving in marriage. And then they, they, they use Luke 17, uh, as a prophetic narrative of a rapture. They say, well, there'll be two that were, you know, lying in bed two grinding at the mill, uh, two out in the field. One was taken. The other one left. Don't be left behind. Well, you can't use those scriptures. For rapture, because the ones that were taken in the rapture revelation of it um, were the disciples said, Where are they going? And, and Jesus said, The place of the vultures. The place oh, of, wow. Yeah, I
1: had so, heard that, Hank, yeah. uh, a number of years yeah. ago. And, and then I was trying it's to remember true. what the interpretation was. The, the one was taken, was not taken to heaven in a rapture, it yeah. was taken away in a bad right.
2: sense that was amazing. Right. and if you read it out of the amplified which is very close to the original text it says the believers were the ones that that were left so it's not talking about rapture so it's not talking about oh, we're going to go through the tribulation i'm not saying that but what we have to look at is the days of noah because you know people will use you know magog and gog when they look at all the nations and they'll throw in eggnog you know there, <laughs> and, and they get a little little off in some of their things and it's it's fear-mongering and uh You know, Kim used to talk to me when he would talk to me about, you know, watch, you know, the fear mongering spirit that hits the earth. And he said, Hank, that's why you always have to continue to prophesy as you do a redemptive plan, which is a plan of help and hope. But here's the deal. The days of Noah is what is playing out. But here's how it's playing out. It was a day where God raised up a righteous man. I believe there's a righteous remnant that's being raised up right now. There was the ark, which represents the church or those who went the way of righteousness that that was elevated in the earth. And then what did God do? He brought harsh judgment to corruption, evil, and watch this. Genesis 7, verse 11, it says, The fountain of the great deep, or the fountain of the deep state, was broken open. And then the windows of heaven began to be open. So God dealt with the deep state of things. Come on. He dealt with evil and corruption in the days of Noah, elevated righteousness and those that were standing. And what did he do? You have to read Genesis 8. After the flood, he reset the earth his way divinely. This is what God is doing. Okay, now, what does that have to do with 2023? What does that have to do with the midterm? We're going to get right into this. So God gave me. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse 23. And, and, and when he gave it to me, I didn't realize that it was verse 23. And one day I was just going back over it and the Lord said, Hank, I want people to see, I'm doing this on purpose. Verse 23, 420, 23, 57, 83. Now watch this. It, it it says, and I'm paraphrasing it. It says, God brought them out. So he's talking about uh, Israel out of right. an Egyptian socialistic empire. It was a governmental, socialistic, communistic type government is what we're seeing today. It was the same way with Egypt. Israel was making bricks. They were under government control and and, and all of that. And so God said in Deuteronomy 6, I brought them out. Then what did he do? To bring them in. Lastly, to give them the land that he had promised to the forefathers. What is God saying? Even in the midterm election, the spirit of God is saying, and was saying, I'm bringing this nation out. People say, well, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't matter what you think, it's what God says. He's bringing us out. There were major victories that were won. That's all part of the plan. Because in two years, do you know, there's 33 more Senate seats that are going to be up in 2024. Hey, really? There's another 400 House of Representatives seats that are going to be up. So God is moving us out. And, and there's a prophetic pattern of Scripture that God says in the book of Hebrews. Watch this. He will take away the old to establish the new. So he takes us out to bring us in and then to give us the land. Now, let's talk about the midterm elections. I want you to see uh, a video because a lot of people are attacking, you know, prophets saying, well, you know, you all prophesied red wave. No, not every prophet did. And even if there were some prophets that prophesied a red wave with all the uh, election manipulation that's going on, how do we really know? You know, it, it, it hasn't been accurate for a long time. Right.
1: Even at, at this moment in time, we don't know how big right. or less it is. But I wanna I know you're gonna probably say this in case you don't, when you call for this video, I wanna remind people look up in the right corner. I think it's usually at the date. It's always important yeah. for people to look at the yeah. date. Okay.
2: So there's two dates that you're gonna see. You're gonna see one on Flashpoint that I said, which was November first, and the other one was uh, October, I want to say 30
1: or 31.
2: And I even said it before that, but I think these are the two that we brought and God specifically said to this vessel, and this is not to, uh, put anyone on blast. It's not to be competitive. It's just, he didn't say to me that there would be a red wave. And he said, I want you to say it, go on record and say that because I want people to hear what I said through you and not to be mixed with what others said. Not that others are wrong or were wrong. That's not my point. My point is, God didn't want from my lips, from his heart, the attention to be on a red wave. He wanted to be on attention on what he said. And when you hear what he said before the uh, midterm, I'm telling you, listener, you're gonna be encouraged with what God is doing and how this thing is playing out. All right, let's go ahead and show those videos. We'll come back and talk about the midterms. All right. For in the coming days and weeks, there will be things that will be undisputed. There will be things that will be disputed. And there will be things that will be refuted. There will be theft and stealing and fraud. And there will be delays. But there shall be victories as well, says the living God yet some will say here we go again we are going backwards this will never change and others will hang their head in disappointment because they expected a different outcome but listen to me this is about my time this is about my hand says the lord god told us early on some of you may hear what i just prophesied You may say, well, Pastor Hank, you're making it sound like, oh, all our hopes are going to be dashed in just a few days. That's not what I heard him say. And if you've heard anything from my mouth that there's a red wave, that's not from me. I've not once said it. How many of you have heard me prophesy a red wave? I've not prophesied it. Don't put those words in my mouth. Yeah, amen. Pastor Hank. Hank. You know, uh, at the beginning of the show, you were asking me a question. I was kind of mentioning about tough questions, blood moon, but I really want to address this. So people have asked me, Pastor Hank, has God spoke to you about a red wave? No, he has not spoke to me specifically about a red wave. However, what he did say to me is that this is the time on God's calendar. He's calling it God's term, God's turning or mid turning.
0: All right. Wow. There you go. Wow.
2: Okay. Now, this is important for you to hear because we're going to look at that prophecy a little bit in uh, more closer, October 30th, where I said that. Because God gave me, for a couple weeks, I, I preached um, about the midterms and what God was saying. And you can find that. Uh, we actually, the Lord told me to start my own streaming network, awesome. um, which is called One Voice TV. And people can go to TV.net. Uh, and see it. And the reason he told me to do that is because we can't be canceled. And you know that's why Jesus would go on a boat. He'd he'd go preach on a mountain somewhere, sit on a rock outside on a hill, be in his own house, because whenever he was in the temple, they would censor him and try to kill him. But he was establishing his own platform, just like what you're doing. And so they can see those prophecies in full. But God gave me two prophetic narratives that are very important. You say, well, what's a prophetic narrative? Well, when you understand scripture, there's always the historical and the literal uh, meaning of scripture, but then there's a prophetic side of it where God will emphasize for a particular generation, season, whatever, a passage, a story, uh, a chapter, and and it will apply and be an example for the current or the now. For example, the Red Sea. In the Red Sea, you have to understand, and I was preaching this, Steve, this is what people need to see. The Red Sea, as as the people were at a standstill, didn't look like God was doing anything. Looked like the enemy was having the upper hand. They had just gone through a shut-in because Pharaoh said it. He said, look, uh, they're shut-in in the wilderness. They just went through plagues. We just went through as a nation, plagues shut-in and standstill. God, when are you gonna do something? And then it was in the evening that everything began to happen. Notice God works when it's dark. That's why the evening and the morning... You can go out through the first six days of Scripture, and God's day begins in the evening and then it goes into the day. So God is working. It may look dark at the midterm, God is working. And then it goes from the evening, and then the Scripture says, especially in the Amplified, they were in the middle of the Red Sea or the middle term. So they went from the evening to the middle. And then God began to send an east wind. And anytime you see the word east in Scripture, it speaks of judgment. That's why Jesus is coming from the eastern sky. What's he doing? Bringing judgment against the enemy. That's why the priest, when it would go into the, uh, the temple, would carry the sins of the people through the east gate. Where was he heading? Towards the west. West is mercy. That's why he cast your sins from the east. You're guilty. Judge guilty, to the West, mercy. He opens the Red Sea by judgment, east wind, and then he closes it, which ultimately brings mercy to a nation. So where are we heading in this prophetic narrative? God is sending the winds. That's why you saw Fetterman in Philadelphia. Uh, All those flags fall by a wind. Yeah, that was an
1: amazing thing. We should have brought that clip. That (laughs) was amazing.
2: Yeah, because there's a judgment coming against evildoers. So stay in there. And and as a result, watch in the mid of the Red Sea, the middle, okay, God begins to move. And it takes a moment of time or a, a period of time until the morning to do everything that he was going to do. The problem is we look at a specific day, a specific moment, and when it doesn't look in our natural Mm -hmm. eyes like it worked out like we wanted as we prayed, as we heard prophets prophesy, then we begin to think nothing's happening. So they went from the evening to the middle to the morning, and God set the nation free. Another narrative. Watch this.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. First Kings 18,
2: the Bible says from the morning until the midday or the midterm, the midday or the midterm of things, the prophets of Baal were in control. Elijah said, you call on your God. Guess what they did? Exactly what they did in the 2020 election, what they did even in our midterm, and what they've been doing. They dressed it up, okay? They've been dressing themselves up, women as men, men as women. They've been dressing it up, acting like they didn't steal the election, which we know, people say, well, how do you know that that they didn't steal the election in 2020? Well, go back to what I prophesied August 16th of 2020. God said in that prophecy, they would steal the election, you did. they would seek to delay it. I said it here, it's, it's a document. Well, we played at
1: the Reawaken conference, we played your clip of you yep. saying that at the Reawaken. Yeah. We played on the air here, so you absolutely said it beforehand. Yeah, and
2: yeah. then God said this uh, in that August 16th prophecy, Steve, do you think they're going to take my nation from me? Yeah. So the Lord said it ahead of time. So from the morning till the midday, it looked like that they were all in control. They were they were prophesying. Come on. Look at how much they're prophesying, dressing it up. They're cutting themselves. They don't realize how many self-inflicted wounds that they've they've created. Inflation. Come on. Mothers that couldn't get their their formula. Uh, What was another one? Uh, Gas prices. Come on. You you know, um, you're having to practically take a horse Uh, not a donkey. Um, Jesus is riding on that donkey. But the point is they dressed it up until the midday. Then the scripture says this, you got to follow along. First Kings 18, the nation's caught between two opinions. They're dressing it up. Then you get down to about verse 29 and it says, after the midday or the midterm, watch what happens. At the time of the evening sacrifice, three hours later, just like with the parting of the Red Sea in the middle, God was working and began to liberate the nation. What was he doing? Bringing them out Come on, Deuteronomy 6, to bring them in, to give them the land. How does that relate to today? It's not about all the things that they've been doing for decades and then the midterm election, okay? It's about what God is also doing after the midterm that is part of the process and the plan. Ultimately, the evening sacrifice was at the same time that Jesus said, Father, into your hands I give you my spirit. It's finished. At that time... All heaven broke loose. The veil of the temple was rent, and a judgment came against the devil. First Kings 18, the same judgment came against the false prophets of Baal, the fake media. Come on, in the narrative of the Red Sea, judgment came after the midday, and as a result, the Egyptian empire was completely wiped away. Let's look at this prophecy from October 30th, and I think people are going to understand this is exactly what God is doing. So it starts off, if they can put it up, I would really like it. I don't know if they, if, if, how know they want if, to do it. I don't know
1: if they had that if They can do to do it. The, oh, do, okay, October 30th. If you, yeah, if you guys can get those. I'll just read it. Yeah, and, okay. And, and,
2: and again, you can go to Prophetic Perspectives uh, at Hank and Brenda, or you can go to One Voice TV. It's all there. And I just talked about this last night on our Prophetic Pulse. Now, here's, here's what God says. This is this year, October 30th. Okay. There are too many, too many in the earth that are afraid, anxious, on edge, wondering, and waiting. What shall happen? What shall take place in the coming days and weeks? And yet men look too much at their politics. Men look too much at the things that they see and hear upon the media. Men are looking too much at what was and what took place in 2020. Because they look at these things, there is Lot's wife who could only see a perspective Of her flesh. That's Mm. important. Now, listen, listener. This is important. God told us ahead of time what was going to happen at the midterm. Here's what He says: For in the coming days and weeks, stop right there. Yeah. Coming days and weeks. Well, Pastor Hank, are you telling me that weeks mean there's something that's going to happen after the midterm? Yes, God said it again. The Red Sea. First Kings 18. Come on. There was morning with the first Kings 18, noonday, midday, and then the evening sacrifice. Red Sea, I gave you that same example. Coming days and weeks, there will be things that will be undisputed. We're seeing that. There will be things that will be disputed. Come on, George is having another runoff. And then there'll be things that will be refuted. Now that's very important. They're gonna argue it, but eventually it will come into its rightful place. There will be theft. There will be stealing fraud, and there'll be delays. All of these things are playing out. But then God said, there'll also be victories. And yet some will say, here we go again. Now, if you're one of those saying, here we go again, we're going to talk to you because your mouth is important to what God wants to do with you, but what he wants to do with the nation. Do you know there were 10 spies, listen to me, leaders, prophets, there were 10 spies out of the 12 that did not and were not allowed to enter into the promised land. And it was a plague that took them out because of their mouth, they spoke and said, no, we're not able to go in and take the land. Mm. And 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 the Bible says in Numbers 14 that Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. You that are watching, do you have a different spirit? Are you sitting there looking at Michigan and, and Pennsylvania and the nation, the midterm, and you're complaining and saying, oh, there's too many giants. Well, you sound like the 10 spies. Mm who deceived a nation and took them backwards. Okay, and God said in Numbers 14, he said, Joshua and Caleb have a different spirit, why? Because you go back up two verses earlier of Numbers 14, where God says that they had a different spirit, and you find out why they had a different spirit. It says, because, here's why. God looked at them and, and saw that they, the other people were complaining And you've heard people say, God keeps the score. It says that in Numbers 14, these people are murmuring and complaining these 10 times. And it was their mouth that got the 10 spies in trouble and the children of Israel and what should have taken seven to 14 days. I believe that some things with what God wants to do in our nation has been hindered and prolonged because of the church, especially, and preachers not speaking right. Hmm. and getting an agreement with God in his promise. What was the
1: seven to 14 days? What should have taken seven well, to 14 days?
2: Israel, their departure from Egypt should have only right. taken seven to 14 days if you look at the map. Is
1: that to get to the promised to, land? To get to
2: the promised land, wow. but it took them 40 years. And then so God puts in there Exodus twenty three thirty. He said, he tells them, hey, there's going to be giants in your midterm election before you get the land, America. And you're going to drive them out little by little. In other words, that's going to be a process. And for anyone to think that we didn't win, those of us that are standing for righteousness and justice fully on the midterm, it still needs to play out. But yeah. second, President Trump had over 200 victories of people that he endorsed. So it's not necessarily that it was a red wave. It's a deep wave, like someone I heard say, and it's an it's a, it's a effective wave. There are people that are being positioned in a new era that is going to turn this nation around. And just like it's a process, little by little, Exodus twenty-three 30, I'll drive out the giants. God is doing this little by little, ultimately to bring us out, to bring us in, to give us the land. So this is extremely important that we understand this. Now, you say, well, what should we be saying, Pastor Inc., if we need to watch our mouth? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. Second mm. Chronicles 20, verse 20, God says, believe me and you will be established, Israel, America, you as an individual. Believe as prophets, come on, and you will prosper. In other words, you will see the expected end. And then the people come up with a great idea. Hey, let's send singers out. Well, get in an attitude of worship. Yeah. The Lord is, and then they, guess what they said? The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. That's what you need to say.
1: Can I ask you a question yeah, hey, real quick? Just not yeah. to interrupt Interject. the flow, show. when you, when you, re- I think some of the viewers may be conflating or confusing the word red wave when you said it's going to be, a, it's not going to be a red wave or you're, you didn't say it's going to be a red wave. Did you mean by that, that they are not going to win or just that it won't be, uh, is the red wave have have to do with the magnitude of the win? Because some people would say, well, are you saying then that you never said uh, the right would win? You never said the GOP would win? Or are you saying it wouldn't be a wipeout?
2: Let's face it, Steve. When people say red wave, most people that are watching are thinking that is a Republican right-wing red wave, Tsunami they were using that word, yeah victory where we 're going to kick butt and take yeah. names later, and we 're going to uh, you know take over the House where it 's completely all red it 's not going to be disputed we 're going to take over the Senate, and it 's going to be so big, so massive it 's going to be a tsunami and God was trying to get a perspective
1: yeah.
2: no it 's not going to be like that, even though there will be victories. Go back to what he said there 's going to be theft there 's going to be stealing now here 's the thing. What we also have to remember is, in 2020, President Trump won by a landslide.
1: Yeah.
2: He he. But did it really matter? No, it didn't. Otherwise, he would be serving in the office today. The problem is, there are some very, very corrupt people that are resisting what God wants to do in this nation that are manipulating our elections, and so even then, uh, it's hard to know what kind of numbers really reflect where the heart or the true um, uh, temperature of the nation is. Let me give you an example. Okay. On, on uh, election night, we have a, a guy that was running in, in my city, and it looked like he was completely going to lose this thing. And he is a guy that's been, you know, uh, you know he had already been elected and so forth prior. And everybody knows that he was going to win it big. Well, it didn't look like it. So he had like 100,000 votes, and the other one behind him had like 96,000 votes. And I looked Ooh. at that, and I said to my wife, Brenda, I said, whoa, wait a minute. First of all, that's not accurate. They're trying to mess with it. Second, you cannot tell me in this culture, in this day, as evil as it is, that 96,000 people are voting for what his opponent was voting for. right. OK, right now, you can't tell me that there's that, that there's 96000 people that are that twisted, that they think it's OK to murder a baby outside of the womb, Gee. that they, they think it's OK to be as immoral and and, and, and and reprobate as what they're trying to push with their sexual revolution. OK, and and perversion and exploiting of children. Do you really think in America right. that there is that half of America is really uh, endorsing a form of pedophilia, abortion, right. murder. Do you re- no, no. That's why they're stealing our elections well, because they. Way- let me say this, Steve. Ahead, they found ahead. out that fifteen percent of the Democratic Party are the ones that are behind what I just described. Yeah, you. it's yeah. not the masses but they want you to think it is in America so that they can manipulate and mess with your perspective so that you think that America is as divided mm-hmm. as it is. And it isn't.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was, the other one was yeah. Fetter, that Fetterman guy versus Oz. And I'm not saying Oz is all righteous either. Cause I think there's issues, but right. they would have you believe that a, that a, I don't know if they'd use the word tsunami, but a whole lot more wanted Fetterman who didn't even have his mind right. on much less. He wanted to release criminals into the, Murderers and rapists. They wanted re- he wanted them. He wanted them released.
2: But let me give you an example. You mentioned about the red wave. We we may never know. Okay. A- and that's why I thank God for Mike Lindell because you know yeah. he took and and had cyber um, experts that were watching over the election. He also we uh, had very much evidence that showed in 2020 where they stole the election. But at that time, nobody was really listening. Right. You know, Now they're getting smart. And so um, Mike Lindell was just on Flashpoint with uh, Pastor Gene and I uh, last night. And he said, even this thing with Kerry uh, Lake down in Arizona, it's not over. He said, even in Pennsylvania, it's not over. Even down in Georgia, where they had the Herschel Walker going against the the Warnock. Uh, he showed it. He showed this site. They, they, these people that did this, that pushed for this this runoff with Walker and Warnock, do you know that they got? They, listen, it's it's they got caught. They the evidence is there. They were tracking it with cyber technology, the best technology. And it shows. So Herschel Walker is climbing. And then at one point you could see the graph as it's going up. And then when when these people who are doing these treasonous acts think, oh, no, we're going to lose. They drop a hundred thousand ballots within a few minutes, which is not even possible. And you see the Democratic candidate have a vertical graph that goes like this.
1: Yeah, that's a proof of a steal, right? It's there a proof your of eyes. a
2: steal. Yeah. So t- to really get on people, whether they said there would be a red wave or they're not a red wave, um, really at this point until we fix our elections, we're never really going to know. But what God wanted me to 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 make the difference is I didn't say that. And why he wanted me to say it is because there are people out there who run their mouth, who are getting on the prophets, who get into unbelief, who will not fight for their nation, or they get so much in fear that they back off and let the people that are doing this to our country have their way. Mm. And so God was saying, Hey, separate it so that they know you didn't say it so that they will listen then to what God did say. And he said that it would be disputed. And and then let me give you another thing on October 30th. Do not look to a day. Do not look to a midterm event for if you do, you will not fully understand that there is a moment when it shall be as though what is happening Do not let this fool you, says the Lord. Israel thought the same thing in the middle of the sea, that the Egyptians were prevailing. We are but lost. Our freedom is but lost. Come on, I keep hearing people say that. And they looked to the left, they looked to the right of the walls, but they did not see that in the spirit was my hand. My wind was blowing to consume that, which the enemy did and was trying to do. And yet there was a great victory and there's a victory that I have decided Now watch this, that there will be an unraveling. So God's telling you in the days and weeks, there's an unraveling and there shall continue. So it's going to be a process that will take place that will bring reversals. And watch this, a reset in the earth again. Now that word reset's very important. I want to say this. On March 15th, and I said it on your show, of 2020, I was praying right after they came out with the announcement of COVID in February of, right. of, of 2020. You remember that?
1: Yeah.
2: And, and I was praying at 2.30 or so in the morning. And uh, as I was praying, I felt a sensation of something grabbing my hair and pulling me up. And, and I thought, wow, this is interesting. Then I was caught up in a vision. And I was over the earth and I was watching the earth and what God was doing in, in the earth. And, and that's when I heard that President Trump uh, was also gonna come down with COVID and, and, and there was a word that was given uh, of protection to him. And I don't wanna go into all that and get off point, but, but, but it wound up being a very accurate experience of this yeah. vision because it played out obviously in President Trump and then what I had given a warning about uh, actually uh, made the news of, a few weeks after that and it had to do with the safety of the president. Um, and him coming off the trail campaign trail. But here's, here's the point. So when I was taking up over the earth, I looked down and I could specifically see the United States of America. And there was the most authoritative voice that I heard. I'd love to ask Kat Kerr who who it probably was, but I don't think it was an angel. Um, you know, one of my angels name is uh, kick butt. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I, I don't love know if that's true or not. All right. Well, I'm just trying to make somebody laugh. But, but
1: you're but, probably but, making the father laugh. So that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Still, but anyway,
2: a very authoritative voice. And it said divine reset, divine reversals. And, and, and God was very serious about what he was saying. So whether it was the angel of the Lord or whether it was the Lord himself. So I knew from March 15th of that year of 2020, that God was going to bring uh, divine reset and reversal. Now, back up. In 2018, 2019, God said they would bring a plague. There would be a plague that would come upon the earth. Robin Bullock also prophesied that. And God said that He called out China. He said, China, what are you up to? Why are you shaking hands with the United States? What are you up to with these plagues? He even called out the Ukraine. And 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 people who follow our ministry are like, Well, what is God saying about the Ukraine? Well, now it's all playing out. But here's what I want you to hear. We get into 2019. And the spirit of God begins to prophesy. And he says that we're coming into a decade of difference and it's going to be a different decade. And it will start off, watch this, harsh, but then it will end up into rest. So anybody that's saying the days of Noah, really what you're prophesying is the judgment of corruption, evil, deep state of things, a resetting of the earth. And watch this, Noah's name means Rest. That's where we're heading. Deuteronomy six twenty three. He's bringing us out to bring us in to give us the land that he swore unto us. And
1: can you clarify yeah. what you just said about the decade of uh, decade difference. of difference, difference? And that started which which year? two thousand
2: nineteen. Yeah, those are documented oh. prophecies.
1: Okay. In fact, uh,
2: the actual year that I said it, I think I have it here. The actual day that I said it was uh, September fifth, two thousand nineteen. Okay. 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 So yeah. that was that prophecy. Now, what I want people to understand is something that is is, is really important. Um, so Pastor Rank, why are you why are you so confident? Because you gotta go back and look at what God said ahead of time. Yeah. So this year, I want to show that we're winning. And I don't know if they have any of these up where they can show people. You say, Well, how do you know that we're winning? From January 20th of uh, 29th of 2017, God talks about what's going to begin to happen on the Supreme Court. So there's going to be rulings of seven, two, six, three. I'm not done with your courts. He goes on in 2018, says there's going to be rulings of seven, two, six, three, eight, one. Says it again, 2018. We saw that recently. Then in 2004, watch this. God prophesies that uh, that abortions going to be overturned in our land. June 27th, 2004, he says, I'm not done. Things are going to be exposed 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 wow what are we in right now this is 2004 we're in exposure
0: help elijah streams continue to reach people around the world all donations go toward making elijah streams and the elijah streams podcast possible visit elijahstreams.com/give and become a partner today
2: yeah. things oh, yeah. take time abortion is about to be overturned in the land of america and God says, your laws will be overturned, and it's going to be uh, a, like lightning where heaven's rule shall come. 2005. Now, I want you to pay attention to this. Yeah. Again, we're winning regarding uh, abortion. God says, the judges of the land, January 16, 2005, this was prophesied. Okay. Five to four, and so it was that they threw out abortion. Do you know that I gave you a sign? Go back. And look at the 2000 election. So God's telling us, go back to the 2000 election. The Spirit of the Lord says, did I not rule for the righteous one seated five to four? In other words, there was a five to four decision back in 2000 that was going to set our nation on a path of righteousness. Really? It was supposed to, yes. And and, and I don't have time to go into different things, but God says that, and he goes on and he says, it's a sign to ancient spirits and to your nation that this time they'll be in vote of the fa- uh, of the saving of the innocent. So he's saying, go back to the 2000 election that was 5-4. That's when it went to the Supreme Court yeah. to bring it back to Bush. He said, in the same way, it will come a vote in favor of saving the innocent. That's Roe versus Wade. He's talking to us. Do you know the Roe versus Wade was a 5-4 to four decision? It was. Yeah. Now, people say, "Well, no, it's six 3 No, it was actually five to four because Roberts dissented and went went over. But it was actually. Now, are five you talking about
1: four. the the recent Roe v Wade? Yes, the Roe versus okay, Wade. Okay, the one that they just so, overturned yes. it. Excuse me, real quick. Why did why did Roberts? Uh, recuse himself or dissent. What, what did he do?
2: I don't know. That's what I, I've, I've researched and researched, and I have okay. people that are experts in it. And, and, uh, you okay. know, the 6 3 one that that often you see was actually for one of those in the in in the south. It wasn't the 5 4 decision, was the Roe versus Wade, uh, Wade that is actually on the the, the court documents. Okay. And God calls that out and says that you're going to see that again, just like you saw in 2000. You're going to see a 5 to 4 decision that will save the innocent. And then the prophecy goes on and says it was a sign that this time they'll rule five to four in the way of righteousness and saving the unborn. Okay. So he's already telling us ahead of time, 2005, 2000 election was a five to four. Okay. You're going to see the saving of the unborn five to four, which it was. Why is this important? And then we're going to talk about Netanyahu. Ecclesiastes nine is a prophetic pattern. It says what has been shall be again. All right. Stop right there. So what, what has been, what has been? Well, in 2000, there was a five to four decision that had to do with who is the rightful president.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: And God says, pay attention to that. Fast forward.
1: This was the Gore versus Bush. Bush, Yeah. yeah. Then he says,
2: fast forward, there's coming a day when it comes to abortion, it'll be the same ruling five to four, pay attention to it. All right. So if what has been, shall be again, well, there was a time when, okay, there was a dispute over who's the rightful president and something to do with abortion, okay? Wow. And then you fast forward. It's the, it's the pattern of what has been, okay, or the first shall be last, and then it reverses. The last shall be first. Okay, yeah. we just saw Roe versus Wade get settled by a five to four decision. Then what does that mean? then the rightful president, just like back in 2000, needs to be settled as well. Wow. I are you following? So, through. yeah,
1: I mean, so you're saying into, and a lot of people that are watching might even be younger, but Bush and Gore got right to the election. It was the first, it may have been the only election yeah. thrown to the Supreme Court, wasn't it? Well, I mean, in
2: 1999, one. I sent the, the prophecies out to to uh, a number of uh, leaders that I don't have to mention their names, but some of them are on Flashpoint. And, and I said, hey, uh, God gave me a, a vision um, that the election is going to go past the time and it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And there's going to be, I saw the hand of God go three times. I'm not sure what that no, is. Are you, well, talking, I remember?
1: are you talking about like, this now, right now, this no, election? No, in, in
2: 1999, 1999. Way back then.
1: The, yeah. Okay. Where,
2: the, where it, w- it went past the uh the election. Remember? Who's yeah, the It went
1: past, didn't it go past January 20 yeah, or something? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: And then it went past the November voting. And I had a dream way before that, that it would go past that the, the president wouldn't be announced and it would go past that time Crazy. and that the hand of God would go around three times and strike out what the enemy was trying to do. And the Supreme court would step in with a five to four decision. This was for
1: anyone that doesn't F- Florida debacle and the hanging chads. Yes. Remember, and all of that. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So that's yeah. what that was. Yeah. That was an right. amazing thing.
2: Right. Uh, so I want to just encourage people, let's just keep saying the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever, Second Chronicles twenty twenty, because the result of it was the enemy was overthrown and they turned on each other. Imagine what would happen if we just keep saying, man, the Lord is so good, his yeah. mercy endures forever. Watch what begins to happen to the enemy. But let's talk about Netanyahu. Um, and, and before we get to Netanyahu, let me, let me back up. Another prophecy that happened that I think is worth saying is uh, you remember the great heat that happened on this nation and around the world this year. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. So God prophesied on March 6th of 2022 this year before, listen to what he says, because you've got to hear how it relates to what he's doing in the earth. He says, God would declare from the majesty and the might of his throne that the mountains, obstacles, resistance, governments, leaders of nations, those who lifted themselves up to be high and lofty as the mountains will be brought down. So he said, all right, the governments, those in the nations who have exalted themselves are going to be brought down. Now he goes into, it's one thing to make a prediction. You know, one of the things that um, I think we can do better at as prophets is we, we give predictions. Well, psychics give predictions. Yeah. It's not about saying, well, this will be in the news or I make a prediction. Well, no. What, why? What's the redemptive plan? What is, what is God saying in that prediction? And, 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 and I think that's important because prophecy foretells, it doesn't just bring a predictive uh, uh, element to it. So God goes on and tells us why these leaders are going to be thrown down. He says, they're going to melt. And he says, why will this take place? This is March 6, 2022. There's going to be extreme heat. There's going to be record heat early heat upon the earth, dangerous heat. These will be but signs early on record, breaking and shattering records, a great wave, a great heat. The mountains among the nations concerning the nations shall begin to melt because I'm turning up my heat that shall trigger things in the natural at my presence. Now, so he's given us a sign, great heat, all of this. Now, May 15th. Watch this one. And this this will help us as we understand the Netanyahu prophecies. May 15th of 2022. Look at this one. And there will be great heat in the earth. Record temperatures will continue to rise, yet I will do the what? The opposite. So the heat is a natural sign of God doing the opposite. Now he's going to tell us I will begin to cool things down. And I think that's people's tempers. I think it's some of the stuff that we've seen. And he says, I'll bring a swift change, a relief to the harsh season, because God says, here's the clue, the elitists, so they call themselves, and I laugh, they think this is about their reset. Nay, it's my reset, says the living God.
1: Awesome. So he's
2: showing with the elements who's in control. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to Netanyahu. And this is what I want people to understand. If you're if you're feeling like, okay, well, you know, President Trump may make an announcement. uh, The midterms didn't turn out like we want. And we start boohooing it and all this. we got to be more mature than this. Um, This is why I don't watch the news, because there's three realms of information that come from the throne room, which is the highest because it comes from God. Second is the the second heaven, the prince of the power of the air, where the enemy has set up his uh, satanic kingdom, where witchcraft is, prediction, um, you know the the uh, psychics, and they pull that information into the earth realm, and people begin to pick up on it, and they treat it as it's the word of the Lord.
1: Yeah, I mean they really do. By the it's way, I was, was going to say this before yeah. I go too too far past it on on the next day after the the election when we kind of woke up and like what are we doing here the lord gave me that word yeah and i went and showed it on i put we put it on the air uh, or at least i spoke it on the air the lord is good His mercy endures forever good for you then 26 times in that one passage that i quoted i think it was a it's psalm's really passage the same so god gave me the same word that mm-hmm. that's that was our responses to be his well because you're doing
2: you're doing two things you're preserving the nation and you're aligning the nation with what God is saying. Second is it activates something in the spirit realm because then it brings a certain justice to the enemy. That's what happened in Second Chronicles. They turned on each other. And ultimately, the nation was delivered out of the hand of the enemy. So it's important. We've got to speak right. And, and, and that's why don't get on there and comment, you know. And, 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 the, and the trolls will do that because they yeah. try to throw off the people. Mm-hmm. Well, don't pay attention to those trolls um, and don't become one of them. Yeah. And social media has brought out the worst in, in, in a lot of this. So the reason this is important is, and 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 I say this because when I was prophesying for literally five years about Netanyahu, we were getting so much hate and, and people, oh, give it up. You know, uh, you said this about this. Uh, president and that thing and then they, they make up stuff and you know they were trying to, to, to why they why they troll like that is they try to get you to shut up they try to get you off course well i don't pay attention to it anyway and um you got to keep saying what god says so god yeah. kept hammering it for five years about netanyahu mm-hmm. because it's connected to something that ultimately has to do with a global reset that we are in the middle of now again information comes from three sources the throne. Prophetic uh, or the warfare, which is the second, and then the media, you know, and 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 the the news, what people are talking about. Mm. The problem that I'm seeing, Steve, is a lot of people will prophesy or talk what's going on in the media, the yeah. news, the culture, the the beat on the street. And some of that's being pulled out of the second heaven, Ooh, uh, okay. the warfare. And you know, I've heard people say, "Well, I, you know, they're prophesying the plans of the enemy." Well, you're not always supposed to tell what the plans of the enemy are, okay? Because then people put their faith behind it, and then it begins to be activated. So yeah. sometimes you need to be quiet about it and give it to the right sources. Um, now, with Netanyahu, this is very interesting. If God could interrupt their election process, if He could upset and interrupt the way they do elections. Netanyahu wasn't even supposed to be elected according to how elections are. What happened is their government collapsed. The prime minister resigned and Netanyahu was put back just like God said. This is why we've got to look at the United States of America and trust God for how he wants to do what he's going to do okay. with our country. Now, it's interesting when we talk about Netanyahu, you have to understand how this is such a holy holy thing. Hmm. So in my church in 2016, the Lord said to me said, "Stand behind the pulpit." And I did and as I was standing behind the pulpit Steve is really interesting to me and I don't even like to share things too much because, you know, people they You know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm sensationalizing things. So I looked over to my left and I I did a double take and I thought, wow, that is a, well, actually I was looking up. It was a very big angel and he was looking out and I looked to my right because I sent something to my right and another huge angel was standing to the right. And the Lord said, open your mouth. And I opened my mouth and began to prophesy. And at that time, a, a bigger angel than the two on the right and left came and stood behind me with its wings and covered me like this. And when I opened my mouth to prophesy, that angel would open its wings and take those prophetic words and thrust them forth. And I've seen this happen where when, when this happens and that angel comes, it's amazing because things that God says in that moment happens like almost right away or days or very short time weeks afterwards. Well, I didn't say anything except to my wife. I'm, I'm now having my conference a few months later, and the guest speaker that was on the, uh, down on the floor, uh, he, he's a very well-known minister, looks up at me, comes up to me, says, Hank, this is the strangest thing, but you have a huge, massive angel on your left and on your right. And when you prophesied, another one came behind you and, and uh, opened its wings but closed them. And thrusted those words forward. I thought, all right, confirmation Very cool. uh, number two. Well, then a few months after that, a lady comes up to me and she says, Pastor Hank, may I talk to you? And her face is all white, literally, and she she's crying. I'm thinking, oh no, not one of those crying prophets. This is going to be a (laughs) long word, you know. And she said, "Uh, I got to tell you this. She goes, I'm not a weirdo. And I'm thinking, oh man, now that she's got to clarify that, this is going to be weird. (laughs) And and so she said to me, said, I I I don't see visions, but you have a huge angel on your right, huge angel on your left, and a massive one that comes behind you and brings the word of the Lord. And when you open your mouth, it thrusts it forth, and it protects it when you stop. Now. At that time, God said, stand over there. And I'm sta- I said, well, Lord, where's that? Where, where's there? He's, and and I'm th- so I thought, well, I'm just going to guess. So I stood over to my right where this other angel was. Uh-huh. And every time the Lord tells me to stand over there, the word of the Lord comes for Israel. So I say all that to say it's very sacred to my heart and to God. Now let's read these words, and we're going to end with, with these today. Just me just can you clarify
1: that one point. The Lord yeah. showed you by a specific place where you stood. And then from that time forward, yeah. all the words when you were standing there, yeah. those were for Israel. From that, that is a point, holy thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a very We had holy one
2: thing. time where an angel showed up and he was, uh, he showed up in the church. This was several years ago, and uh, he was huge, and he was Ooh. decked out with gold. You know, I always tease my son, Matthew, who you guys have on Elijah streams, and he likes the bling, and then I said, well, hey, according to that angel, man, they must bling up in heaven because <laughs> <You know>, <laughs> he, was, he was decked out in all this gold, and he came, and he had a scroll in his hand, and, and I looked at the scroll, and the Lord said, read it. Soon as I read this scroll, it was about Israel, Steve, immediately when I got done with the last word, he shot out with so much force, it knocked me under the power. And the people in the church of that day, they still talk about it. They were knocked under the power too. And what God said on that scroll happened like seven days later, it was world news all over Israel. So, you know, these are very precious times. These are very precious things. Let's read what God said. So this is December 31st, 2019. So 31st, 2019, Netanyahu, Netanyahu. Who who are you, Netanyahu? The Spirit of God says, you are my prophet. Now, of course, God knows who he is. You are my bulwark or my fortress. And though they stand to accuse to remove you, lie and speak words to frustrate the purpose, I'm not done with you, Netanyahu. The borders must and will be expanded for the state of Israel. Therefore, I'm not finished. And what is about to arise, Israel, shall be historic. But it will not be what you think, and I've allowed this to happen so that men would know that I am God who stands in the midst of my people, and my agenda shall go forth. And watch this. I won't be stopped. So then God goes on, and a year later, we'll go to the right of that graphic. Israel, do you really think that I do not have your government figured out? (laughs) Okay, after five elections, there was too many lies, too much of a hidden agenda to confuse your government, to stop the voice of a prophet who speaks. For I'm not done with you, Netanyahu. You shall rule in the coming days in a unique way, a different way of my choosing. Watch how I reset and establish, watch this, a new order. Wow. Okay? So he's given us a sign in Netanyahu, which just happened. It's God's reset, God's rebirthing, God's new order. Then you go to June 6th of 2021. Therefore, I've declared, says the Spirit of God, I'm fighting these battles. This is my fight. Watch what I do to reset the earth my way. And he's talking about Netanyahu being one of the main signs. Watch what I do, even to challenge what they're doing in the leadership of Israel. God did challenge him. All right, let's go to the last one. And then I want to show you the most profound one. Yeah. This is August 24th of 2022. Yet I say to you, who are you, Netanyahu? I've said it in the earth, and I say it again. Who are you, Netanyahu? As I stand upon you, Israel, who is Netanyahu? You've tried to frame him. You've tried to eliminate him. But I'm not done with him, says the living God. And I'm not done with Israel. My gavel is struck, and I will shake your government. And do what you thought would never ever happen. That is pretty, pretty tough wow, stuff. Profound now,
1: profound. Yeah. Wow.
2: All right. Now I want to get connect something now. All right. So now you have Netanyahu. Now you've got to pay attention to how this, this prophecy uh plays out. This is this is fascinating to me. This, so this is May 23rd of 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is you know, over, what is that, would be a year, over a year ago. God says, I'm putting my hand even stronger upon two men in the earth. Okay, so he's given us a clue. You will see it, and there's a celebration that is happening now in the spirit realm. Stop right there. This is why don't get down on what you think didn't happen, should have happened um, with midterms 2020 going forward because the spirit realm is always way ahead of us. Yeah. They're celebrating. They're in an attitude and a spirit of celebration.
0: Ooh. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to elijahstreams.com/give. Now, back to the show.
2: And if we're going to have what is in heaven on earth, our position is not complaining murmuring, murmuring these 10 times, it is the Lord, you're good. Your mercy endures forever. We're celebrating. And when you do that, you pull that or you accelerate it in the earth. Okay. So they're celebrating because he said, this anointing is going to increase. And he's talking about watch two in the earth, their voice. If we could put it back up, their voice shall become stronger. Their voice will become louder and watch this, their positions Shall be granted and given. Now, who's he talking about? He's going to tell us. I speak of. Watch the order now. I speak of Netanyahu, and who? Donald, Donald Trump, Trump says yeah. the living God. It's good. Read the verse or read the 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 sense before it. Their voice shall become louder. Their positions shall be granted and given, and it will be stronger. I speak, watch the order, Netanyahu, that just happened. His position was granted and given.
1: And can I, can I just yeah. point this out real quick for people that may yeah. not be grasping the date? By the May of 2023, go ahead and put that back up again for a second. By May of 2023, Trump was out. I think Netanyahu was either out or almost out.
2: They were all, he was all out. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then we have one prophecy. I'm not sure where it is, but it talked about um, in the month of June um, God said, pay attention to the month of June in one of the prophecies. Um, and, and at the time that was like two years ago. And, uh, at the time it was really interesting because we're like, okay, so like, here's one from April 19th of 2020. Uh, God talks about Netanyahu says you will rule Netanyahu in the coming days in a unique way, a different way of my choosing. Watch how I reset and establish a new order. Stay tuned to June. Okay, so God tells us in April of 2020 to stay tuned to June. Do you know what happened in the month of June of that year? They kicked Netanyahu out, and his and the whole government collapsed. And then they brought up all these uh, uh, charges against right. him, and, and they tried to do what they tr- what they're trying to do with President Trump. Exactly. Okay, but notice what the prophecy said. There's two from May. Uh, 20 sec- 23rd of 2021. There's two that I've put my spirit upon the Lord. And said. you just
1: said, if I understood that right, you said you're going to rule in a new way. Yeah. Uh, then watch June. So he's yeah. taken out rather than ruled. But so was Trump in a few months later. And That's they right. are, uh, I, I don't know if you ever speak into what they're really doing nowadays on the side. I have my own opinions yeah. of how uh, that they are still ruling or were still ruling. And, but mm-hmm. anyway. Well
0: the the
2: key thing that we have to, to to remember is in the earth if Jesus the Messiah okay and all the prophets from Abel who obviously must have been a prophet or he wouldn't have been referenced from okay. his blood all the way to the prophets why well, would it say from from Abel well, to all the blood of the prophets Abel that. ha- yeah that's why the spirit of Jezebel through Cain uh killed him murdered him He wasn't just given the right sacrifices I think he was prophesying And represented that as a As a prophetic vessel Um, And so he was immediately murdered And he was the first one to be stoned you know, killed, so to speak. I really believe that. That's just well, my own theology. No, I think that so. looks like it. Well, but again, you think about all of the time from Abel to the prophets.
1: Yeah, I've heard, the prophet. I remember hearing that all read, but I never connected. Oh, wait, so Abel was a prophet until this yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. It occurred to me. Yeah,
2: why was his blood connected to the prophets? I just yeah. find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, all that time, there was uh, prophets that were prophesied because, again, they gave pieces of the story. And the people couldn't see the story. They couldn't understand the full story. If they would just listen to the prophets and put it together, they would understand that God was telling a story. So when it didn't look like it was happening in that, that prophet's lifetime, or they didn't like what the prophet said, or it didn't look like it was coming to pass, they would kill him. And, and so uh, Jesus now is in the garden in John 17. And he says something that uh, every time I, I read it, I remind myself, as a prophetic voice prophesying to Kings and presidents and about them that the human will is involved in everything that we do here in the earth. And Jesus said, here is the Messiah, the ones that the prophets prophesied. He said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Okay. You know, he's got blood coming out of his forehead, but he said, nevertheless, not my will but your will. He submitted his will. And that's what we need to be praying for Netanyahu. And even for president Trump and those that, you know, are fighting for this nation. God, don't ever let them get weary. Don't ever let them quit. Don't ever let them uh, have wrong advice that steers them in the wrong direction. Mm. that they don't do what they're supposed to do. Um, because the human will is so important to aligning with God's plan. Uh, for the, uh, for the, for, for the earth and for governments. So, all right. Well, I don't know if there's anything else. Um, What what I wanted to
1: ask you um, just, if you could address this because you mentioned it really at the very beginning, Uh, by the way, next time you come on, we'll, we'll understand. We didn't actually realize we had to have those slides ready for you of all that script. Uh, So next time we'll make sure we've got all the pieces.
2: And there's enough there. We could revisit a lot of them. Yeah.
1: Anything that you want to see, but I wanted to um, talk about, and, and by the way, that clip, there's a second clip that we had ready that, we misunderstood. So we can play that one where you're talked about. It's the second, it was the one, that, oh, the 30th of October. But here's my question to you. And for a moment you were telling the story and you heard God say in 2023. And for a moment you go, Oh Lord, not 2023. Right. You, the humanity in Hank Kuhneman, at least for a moment in time goes, Oh, not 2023. And then God began to tell you whatever he told you. If I understood that right. Um, in other words, while we're being encouraged to uh to be Joshua's and Caleb's. Was it not true for if I understood that right? For a moment in time, you go, Oh, don't talk about now. Well, no, right I guess him. let me clarify. That. That. No, because
2: yeah. I'm strong, Steve. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. I, I know what God has said to me, and I, I don't waver. Okay. And I'm all not right. gonna yeah. allow myself to waver now. Good. Does that ever mean that it doesn't ever try to hit you? Absolutely. What I was saying in regards to, oh no, Lord, 2023 yeah. was in context of rhyming. Remember, I mentioned about how I used to criticize, you know, uh, prophetic uh, right. revelation about the year. So right. I, when God said 2023, about 2023, I thought, oh, no, Lord, not not me. I don't want to have to be the one now that comes into the a rhyme
1: with it. No. But, <laughs> yeah, I, but I
2: will say this. There is the human side. And this is what people need to understand. There is the human side of any vessel, any person, whether you're an evangelist, pastor, teacher, prophet, apostle. Uh, Christian, uh, or just maybe even a reporter, there's a human side of anything that we do, and I've learned something in my my life, and that is I don't I I I, I protect the gates. the gates of my ears, my eyes. I protect what I say out of my mouth. I protect who's around me because you can get wrong information. You can get people speaking into you. You know, flashpoints a challenge for me because I'm hearing things at the moment that they're wanting me to comment that half the time, I don't even know what in the world's going on. That's the first time I've heard it, but it helps because I give the prophetic side of what, what God is saying. But the human side, for anyone to say, "Oh, it never bothers you," um, would not be true. Okay. Uh, y- you know, because and, and the key for any any vessel, especially prophets, is we have to be like Jesus. He made himself of no reputation.
1: That's good. When you man. make
2: it about your reputation and and what people are going to think of you, um, then you you you're going to be worried too much about what people say. Um, but a lot of times, and, and I'm just being honest and transparent. A lot of times when I'm prophesying in that moment. Um, you know, my mind will say, what did you just say? What are you saying? Yeah. You know, I've had God give me biblical narratives, scriptures that I don't remember reading it. And it comes out of my mouth or I've said things and, and my human side, or even afterwards I've yeah. said to my wife, wow, Brent, I don't even know what I said. And then it, it, it will kind of work. It was really
1: common is I remember when I was with Kim Clement in the yeah. green room back in, and TBN in Dallas, this is years and years ago. And uh, Hannah was announcing that she was pregnant. And I said the gender of the baby, which at this moment, I can't remember. And then she said something which made me question it. I said, Oh, well, maybe I think I said a son or he or. Yeah, and right. Kim stopped me, said, No, Steve, whatever comes out of your mouth first. And you know, it was like he yeah. wasn't going to let me get away with it. But mm-hmm. so many people, Robin has the right. same testimony all the time. Yeah. He doesn't know what he said. Yeah. Amanda Grace, the same testimony. You yeah. prophesy in the moment and you yeah. leave it on the altar you know and then right. sometimes you want to, the human side goes what did i say
2: well right. and and let me tell you where we have to be careful and and again it's where there's a lot of noise right now and it's why i have separated myself to certain things you know like this platform and flashpoint and my own and different ones that i will go on from time to time because what happens is in this in this day where there's so much information out there and there are so many people rising up um, you know, you, you can have your own Internet show. You can have your own stream. You can have your own channel. You can do all of this. Um, and, and we have to be careful because I think and, and Kim talked to me about this. You mentioned his name. He talked about what a lot of people don't realize when you are being ranked as a high level governmental prophet, especially yeah. it isn't just overnight. You become a sensation. It is a process that God takes that prophet through. You look at Kim's life and what he went through. Oh, you yeah. look at other prophets life and really what they went through to prepare them. It wasn't just an overnight thing. I mean, it was oh, a yeah. long, hard process. Yeah. yeah I, a,
1: even even use the word grueling at sometimes because yeah. of all the warfare.
2: Yeah. But he taught me something that I never forgot. He said, Hey, Hank, he said, um, I'll never forget it. And, and this is, these are his words. He said, uh, and I, I've shared this on the show. He said, Hank, when I look at you, I see me. And I, and I thought, well, you have long hair. I have short hair. We don't look anything alike. He said, what I'm talking about is the assignment and the anointing in the yeah. earth to bring the word of the Lord to nations, to Kings, to governments, to prophesy world events. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. Assignments, anointings. And he said, but I want to encourage you in something. He said, you're going to prophesy things that I'm not permitted to. Oh wow! And I I I didn't realize that. Yeah, I've said on your show before, and and uh, that's when he prophesied to me in Peru about two presidents, Uh, and I prophesied to him that we were going to come into. Was that the first
1: time that came out of his mouth? Was when he told you in Peru? Peru. Yeah, because I
2: I told him in the two hundred and fortieth year of America's reign is when when I saw this president that both him and I saw would come out of New York and would set America back on course. Well, that was President Trump 2016, but I revealed that in 2007. It triggered something in Kim. He started prophesying in 2007 about this president, yeah. Trump, and I didn't get Trump's name. Kim did, but it triggered something in him in that conversation, and then he told me, and he said, uh, at the time, he said, Hank, I I, he goes, "I said, Kim, what are you seeing, two presidents? He said, he said, well, that's all for now. It's all for now. God's saying it's all for now. Well, then if you track it, this was like February. My wife was there in peru with me and uh it was shortly after that i think he prophesied somewhere on the west coast about the the two president prophecy yeah he was reading on
1: some of those but uh yeah he said something though
2: that really hit me he said to me said now hanky said always remember the that god will speak to you words that will be risky And he said, because of how you're going to carry the word of the Lord in the earth, he said, you can't let your mind get in the way. And he told me, he said, that is the highest level of of prophetic accuracy is when you are in the moment and, and God speaks to you and you yield and you just go there, man, it's a risk. Your head's going, what? You know, your critics are going to immediately write about you, you know, and yet you say it because you fear God and you honor him. He said, oftentimes when people write things down or even in dreams, he said they can go back and manipulate it through their soul and not even know that they're doing it. It's a lot harder when it's coming out at the moment. That's why I love the prophets that come on and they prophesy to you what they get in that moment. And they have it written down, documented, and God gives it ahead of time. So if you do have dreams and you're one of those younger prophets, um, and and or maybe you're one that writes things down. Just be careful that you don't overchange things too much. Yeah, because if
1: they, if they go back and this prepare yeah. to deliver what they already wrote down, yeah. it's easy to now make connection just right make and yeah
2: yeah i like what I think, robin bullock yeah. does he just writes and he says i don't change it i just write it yeah and then i go back and i read i think amanda does the same thing
1: yeah uh Robin's brought some of his notes on and he, and he laughs at times he he can't said, You can't read them if you can <could> see my <laughs> yeah. scribble notes. Uh, so no, he then great. goes back and writes reads the yeah. phrases I think it's uh, so that's the funny thing i got up in the well, middle of the night one time this was in before kim got sick yeah and I was kind of sick myself, and I, I'm not, don't, don't take me wrong, but I, I, I'm i not meaning to say that I'm some high-level governmental prophet. I'm not, but God gave me a word for Kim in the middle of the night, I got up and said wow. it, and I really questioned it later because I was sick besides, but I this is what I heard, and he wrote back the next day, this had to be like the year before he got sick, and he says that to date, Steve, is the single most accurate prophecy I've ever had. Well, it was just wow. about him holding on to his property and don't do this and, and there's all the things that were on his heart. But I completely questioned those things the mm. moment I should have said. People love to hear your process, uh, Hank. I know that's not your primary reason to come on, but they do enjoy hearing your process and how you well, how you deal with it. Can I ask you a question about? Yeah, I you mentioned can ask this me a little I'm bit enjoying ago, myself.
2: So oh, thank yeah. you. Well, yeah.
1: um, you had said at that point about Netanyahu. It says you will rule in a different way. Do you understand in any type of words you would use that? that Netanyahu, uh, after that, he was kicked out or banished, or whatever that, he lost the election. Was he ruling from the sidelines? And then the second question is likened to it. Was Trump then, who also was banished or for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, was he ruling from the sidelines in some way that you would be willing yeah. to comment on?
2: Well, I think, I, well, to, from what I understand you asking, I think this. I think in a different way is, is a kind of a maybe – uh, it, has, it has a plurality of meaning to it. And what I mean by that is a different way, meaning look at the structure of, of, of government. He wasn't even supposed to be in Netanyahu. He was not supposed to be their president, okay, and then, or prime minister, and then he wasn't supposed to be this early. He wasn't even supposed to come back. The, the guy resigned they upset the whole election process hadn't been done in their history. So, so that's number one, it's a different way. In other words, it upset the election process. Uh, the one that was the prime minister at the time was, was resigned. Now they're in a position for Netanyahu to come back. But I also think it has to do with the assignment. Um, and it's something that I said, uh, you know, Bishop Harry Jackson was a great friend of mine. Yeah, He's in too. heaven. We talked every day for like wow. um, 17 years. He was like my best friend. Wow. Taught me a lot about uh, the Democratic Party, Republican Party. Taught me a lot. That's and uh, I, one time I gave him a word and I said, I said, uh, and I don't know if it ever got to the president at the time because, you know, he was on his board. And I said, you know, it's one thing to do just rallies um, and, it, and, and, and get people excited. But I said, you have to go back to what did they do uh, in the days of rebuilding the walls of Nehemiah? And it took a record 52 or four days. I can't remember which one, 52 or 54. And I said, the reason was because they had two specific things that they used as they came together to bring restoration to their walls, but to their country. And it was the sword and the hammer. Rallies are the sword. You know, President Trump's out there, he's hammering it He's wheeling the sword, man He's he's getting America back He's he's attacking this and attacking that But then there has to be the hammer mm. And that's where pastors have to come in That's where Christians come in Where we are the building tools For our country We are equipping people We are the black robe regiment That is empowering our people Giving them an understanding Why you need to engage in politics Why you need to let your voice be heard But I said, you know, it'd be great of president trump would do town hall meetings and get the numbers smaller where he could come into what is necessary in 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 the 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 presidency as well and if he's watching this is very important president trump for any president where you are also a father figure that can sit down with people and listen to them hear them answer their question not in the big wielding of the sword the hype moment of a rally it's both if it you're going to bring restoration. And I well, think he's, that, he's yeah. really good
1: in the moment, Hank. He's really yeah, good in the moment. Is. So you just got to father. He, he'd be Art. perfect.
2: Well, problem is, you know, there's too many uh, people who would, you know, would, would be, they would plant too many probably in those meetings yeah, that would yeah. try to throw them off. So it'd have to be, it'd have to be really, really thought out and planned to protect the president. Sure. But I do believe this, that that's how Netanyahu is going to be. I think some of the things that, um, he couldn't come into agreement with those that were around him. I think he's going to rule in a different way. That's really going to unify Israel. But here's the deal: it's going to scare uh, the hades out of the enemy and the foreign enemies of Israel. <laughs> okay, and and for those that are thinking that okay, all of this is going to be wrapped up. We're in the end times. You know, put your head between your legs and yeah. kiss your backside goodbye. <laughs> it's over. Oh, 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 you know what? Whoa! God just gave one of the greatest signs in the earth with Netanyahu. This is why I don't get upset with the midterm. If, if God was done, you wouldn't have a bulwark and a prophet in Netanyahu in Israel right now right. that is going to fight against foreign entities who want to steal what God said Israel would be forever. And, and and this, the fact that he's there and the fact that God said in the prophecy from 2021 that Netanyahu and President Trump are two, that the anointing of God shall rest upon and they'll get stronger, then we need to come into agreement with what God said and stay out of the nonsense of these that want to call us all kinds of names yeah. and criticize us for being what David was. You know, they need to criticize David in the Bible because David stood up when they were trying to take the nation of Israel through Goliath. Come on, that's a big giant. We're facing giants oh, today. Yeah. But a man, a young man who loved his God and loved his country and the people fought. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, good. and I'm not saying, I'm not, no, I got to clarify this because I'm on Flashpoint, you know. Uh, I'm not calling arms. I'm simply saying we need to stand up and do what it takes as moral people, biblical values, prayer, come on, a populist movement of we're getting involved in our schools, pushing back, saying, no, you're not putting that uh, garbage in our curriculum. You're not doing that to our children.
1: Yeah. Um, let me ask this one question about, um, sure. we, as I've watched President Trump, he's become more and more uh, with a heart after God, kind of like a David. He's, but David yeah. was a warrior. I believe some people, and this is my sense, and I could be completely wrong, some people are expecting him when he comes back to become closer to Pastor Trump, and I'm thinking he's going to come become closer to the Warrior. Uh, and you said he's got to be stronger, so mm-hmm. I, I don't see him as coming back as Pastor Trump, but but he's going to be all the more giving credit to God. What What is your sense about well, that whole I, thing? Well,
2: I, you know, I don't have that mean? revelation, so it's hard for me to speak okay. into it, but I will say this. I, I think what we have to look at is something that happened in 2015 that was a very key sign, and I didn't really understand it at the time. So in 2015, and I shared this prophecy on uh, this, um, this great uh, network here. And, and I just love you, Steve. I I tell it to people all the time. I just love your spirit. You're real, you're genuine, but you're, you're, you're highly anointed and you're really helping God out in the sense of giving the the word of the Lord. But in 2015, God prophesied, and here's what he said. He said, when you see a former president die, okay. uh, On that day that he dies, He said, look, United States, I will shake the soil of your land, and it will be a sign. Watch this. It's one thing to make a prediction. Oh, a former president's going to die. Okay. Well, you got into prediction. But why? Now, move over into forth telling. There is a predictive word. A former president will die on the same day. Watch this. There will be an earthquake. Why? This is the forth telling. Because God says you're entering into a new era. All right, let's fast forward. 2018, in uh, November, I believe it was, George Bush Sr. dies. Now, stop right there, former president. At the time, I didn't understand, it. okay, what does that represent, his death in a new era? Well, we found out <laughs> a lot of this New World Order. Yeah, we did. Okay, elitist in George Bush Sr., and God says his death, well, Mark, watch this. Not the old garbage that we've seen in our politics. It's going to represent a new era. Wow. Fast forward. The day that he died in 2018, there was a 7.0 earthquake that happened in Alaska. Okay, Remember wow. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just as God said, why? Not to just say, hey, somebody predicted something. God said it's a new era. In other words, it's not going to be an era of the elitists the new world order boys, okay? And that's what the earthquake represented. God was saying, look, I'm shaking it all up and I'm bringing you into a new era. And then he prophesied that new era would have new faces and I will do it. I'll have to take away the old, as the scripture says, to establish the new. And this is what we're seeing. Yeah, did we fully see it at the midterm? No, but we're gonna see it and we're seeing it we are going to continue to see God take away the old to establish the new so that he can bring his global reset that he wants right now to bring about a global awakening. And, and, and here's where a lot of people miss it. We get excited. Like John chapter 11, we read about Lazarus come forth. You know that story. Yeah. Oh, supernatural. Jesus raised the the dead of a man who'd been dead for four days. (laughs) Okay. But they don't keep reading. And, 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 and I say this because a lot of Christians are doing exactly this. Oh, we just want revival. Okay, yeah. Revival, the definition is life again. But if you keep reading, do you know what happened? A revival turned into a reform. And it began to affect everything that it came in contact with. And a reform is sometimes God has to beat that thing down, reshape it, pull it out. But ultimately, he's shaping, he's reforming to bring what he wants Ultimately, as the the picture or the thing that he is trying to establish, reform is ugly. Revival, yeah You know what? It's it's life again. We celebrate it as powerful as supernatural, but reform is work, and it's that's what messy, we're seeing yeah. is messy. a reform. And and I want to say this on on that note, and and I hope we're. Can I have just? No, a no, you're here? fine. You're
1: okay. fine. Okay.
2: okay, First Samuel seventeen is where a lot of. Where we need to come out of. David, who would be called probably a, a nationalist today, loved God, loved his country, fought. And guess who the first person was that tried to talk him out of it? His elder brother, which oh. represents the church, came oh, to him and man. said, David, stay out of politics, stay out of it, go back and attend to the father's sheep. In other words, it's all about the church. If David would have listened to that elder brother spirit that got angry at him for getting involved in politics and just making it all about the sheepfold, we would not have King David today and the history of what he brought to save his country for God. And so we have to be very, very careful that we don't allow the spirit of the Eliab's to talk us out of what God wants. That's interesting.
1: That's uh, several older, older brother things, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, several older the brother things were, yeah the yeah. prodigal thing amazing stuff so Jesus yeah. the older brother or I don't know did Jesus have an older brother or no he was the oldest no, yeah right he was the first yeah he was the yeah, first yeah so he was first well listen thank right. you so much Hank you, yeah. you've yeah. you got you've got some stuff you want to share uh, are you okay to share that cartoonist stuff sure oh sure I yeah, just don't want to take all that. your time a lot Thanks of people, people don't know that, that anger you're, anger. You're, you're quite the cartoonist and oh, you say well what do you mean I thought he sure. was a prophet yes he's a prophet who's a cartoonist and I have no problem with that. So t- go ahead and share what, what you're doing.
2: Believe me, my wife, Brenda, will tell you I'm a cartoonist because I'm always drawing and I'm always doing voices. Oh, and yeah. Uh, so we, this is my first book that's coming out, or, th- or, or not first book. Uh, this is my fourth book of the Captain Zepto. There you go. They can see it there. Awesome. And so I invented uh, and created Captain Zepto after I was getting my hair ready one day with my wife, you don't share a mirror with the lady. And I was in the other room, blow drying it. This is several years ago. And I came back in and she said, we're getting ready for a meeting. And she said, Hank, you can't be serious. I said, what, what's wrong with my outfit? She said, no, look at your hair. And it looked like Captain Zepto. I said, hey, before they take us to the meeting, I'm gonna sketch out a character. And it came to me, Captain Zepto. And actually we're putting together our first animated series. So we're giving parents and families alternatives. Now, what's amazing about this series is it's to make you laugh, okay? And I have a, a Jewish uh, a, a peop, people that I knew, and I handed them this book. And uh, in, in the book is there's King Elyon. Well, his name means Almighty God. So they said, Oh, thank you for remembering us, Jewish people, and all that. And I'm like, Oh, I did. Then I handed it off to the heathens of the heathens and they came back and said, Hey man, we know you're a preacher, but man, thank you for keeping that, you know, Bible thumping out of it, you know? (laughs) And, and, and uh, then, um, I have Christians going, wow, these are great biblical themes and morals. And, 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 and I just, I really want to give people good, clean fun. And, and here's the best part laughter. So now at the end of the year, uh, animated, series we're starting called the uh, galactic quest with captain zepto love and it. i get to be the narrator isn't that incredible now, so the this is the
1: animated for like a uh, cartoon animated cartoon yeah yeah, awesome. yeah it, it
2: is an animated cartoon with captain zepto and uh, i get to do the voice and, uh, it's, it's, it's have you know like next
1: time you come in do you have any um any of that done yet or are we waiting yeah. for that yeah,
2: it's going it to be it. it's going to be finished at december the first uh 28 minute uh uh story that's put yeah, in Maybe you'll be able out. to bring
1: a clip with you yeah. or something that we can play
2: and this one is um treehouse sso this is the other series for younger <laughs> kids and there's like four books in that and i won't tell you what sso stands for you know because i don't oh, want to okay. root, I, don't, well, I, don't, I, I don't want to spoil the plot okay, no not not like nerd. it's deep or anything, i'm glad but. you
1: said that because i was almost <laughs> b- blew it <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that, that okay. was good.
2: no yeah, steve don't give it away they won't buy it no, won't give it away and then no, I want to do this lastly, uh, or a couple things. So then, my wife wrote a book for kids. She's known for her daily decree. She's been writing those for years. This one is for kids. So, your child, not only can you decree these over your child and with them, but it's written. Uh, for children to be able to decree it over themselves. And wow. this is incredible. So again, we're given alternatives for, for children. Then I want to just show this, Steve, very quickly. This is Throne Room Prophecy. I wrote this book before all of the 2020 misunderstanding about prophets. It was a timely book. It explains a lot of things that people got confused about. Before and you go my, farther, let me have our yeah. team
1: put your website. What website do people go to? Oh. Do they go to Amazon or do they go? To oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Okay, support the what, ministry i mean they can that,
2: if they want to but go to hank and brenda.org Brenda. <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> okay, hank, hank
1: and, hank and Brenda.
2: Brenda. you can hank go to them okay. and also for captain zepto you can go to Captainzepto.org.
1: where's is that is coming? your apple on
2: i don't know who's coming we don't <laughs> i have the
1: apple's answer. on for some reason i don't even know how to shut that one off that's weird ask, okay.
2: ask, uh, ask uh, Siri Siri who did you vote for she'll say I, I th- can't say
1: I thought my Siri was off too so weird <laughs> so, yeah. I'd have to figure out alright anyway
2: I know I'm taking a lot of your oh, time oh no that's great myself, did you, did so did they, yeah. they get
1: hankandbrenda.org up there yeah, HankandBrenda.org, uh, there it is right there be yeah, sure they, you get those they, books they, that looks fun your kids are going to go to Christmas. Captain Zepto we're right at the Christmas time so they could be ordering that for their Christmas gifts for the and kids, I actually right?
2: wrote a Christmas Captain Zepto it's really funny and uh, it, you will laugh I tell you I've had people. So we we just did up every year now for the last two years. We've been going to arena and Steve, you need to come next year. I, do, I will. We had a powerful time. We had Cat and Robin and mm. Dutch Sheets. We had uh, Flashpoint Live. I watched we a had, lot of that from there. Oh, I thought,
1: man, I should have gone. So.
2: Amazing, and you know, a powerful prophecy came uh, from that several times. So Kent Christmas was there. Is very yeah. powerful. But, um, I don't even remember. Oh, so even the, the arena. So we did a book signing and this guy who's probably close to 80 years old, he's, he, he's got all my Captain Zepto books and he, and I said, Oh, these are for your grandchildren. He goes, no, these are for me. He said, I laugh so hard. He said, <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's what I want. I want people to laugh again, especially yeah. with all the crazy stuff happening in yeah. the
1: world." So. Yeah. We got to laugh. You know, there's certain people that, that I've known and, and I would have not yeah. thought that they were just the laughing yeah. Hilarious type, but we there are people that I, I won't name their names because they'll say I'm picking mm-hmm. in a good way. They'll say I'm picking my favorites, but there are people that were very very spiritual first, and then yeah. they let me see the laughter yeah. side of them. And it is so much fun. Amen. Amen.
2: God wants us laughter. Amen. I mean, hey, like somebody's said, right here. Just open, uh, Steve. Oh, I just felt it. it somebody's right ear, just boom, it just opened right now. You're you're shocked because you've had uh, uh, like uh, a hardness of hearing in your right ear. And as I was talking and laughing, it just opened up. And there's another person you just swallowed. And you're like, hey, I don't have that swollen tonsil feel in my throat anymore. And right now the Spirit of the Lord is going down. I see him going down people's esophagus, the back of their throat. He's dealing with those of you that have scar tissue. From acid, acid reflex. he's going down into your diaphragm, in into your stomach, digestive uh, track. Right now, is being healed by the Spirit of God Himself. Wow. Um, I, I see another man. You're you're, you're watching me, and uh, you cannot find a job. The Lord says, go back to the first place. That was on your list that you applied and God says it will reopen again. You actually have a list. You know, the first place that you went, you wanted that job. You've gone to several places and it's been one door after another that's slammed. And God says, go back to the first one. That's the one that will open and it's going to open up right when you go back and and you're going to you're going to be thrilled because it's going to pay you what you wanted there's somebody also right now that uh, your car has been repossessed and uh, you are so embarrassed about it because of the inflation and the gas prices and things and the lord says there is uh, literally someone that is going to rise up A family member, and uh, in fact, you thought about calling them and just asking them for help. They will help you, and God says you will never be faced with a repossession again. You're gonna get your car back. You're gonna, you're gonna, and and it's not losing your dignity going to to your relative. I'm just telling you to that person. So just do it they're going to cooperate and they're going to feel honored that they could help you. So don't get caught up in the, yeah, the, hey, you know, that. And that piece that you just
1: said is a word of the Lord for somebody. Really? Yeah. Cause they, I mean, I'm just stating the obvious and I'm just yeah. repeating the obvious that so many uh, sons-in-laws don't want to go to their father-in-laws or whatever. Yeah, it is. Right. You know, that's a word of the Lord. Hey, I want to thank you so much for that. Right. Hank. I appreciate that. Yeah. I wanted to quick mention. They, they wrote me a note that says Hank's son, Matt Kuhneman, and Anthony Armstrong will be on Elijah fire today as well. And All I right. think that's at 2 p.m. Pacific if they type that in for me. Uh, I'm so involved with Elijah Fire. I sometimes, yes, that's what it's. I, I forget the other things going on, but the, your son's going to be with Jeff yeah, at good. Elijah Fire. Great teams on both of these. Thanks, Pastor. Hey, right. I love and Prophet. Being here. Give our love to your wife, Brenda, I and love your family. And yeah, I'll come next year and I know that okay. day I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my. Sounds
2: tickets. good.
1: All right. God Thanks. bless you. Hey, all right. Appreciate it. Oh, and tomorrow, real quick, uh, Cash Patel will be with us for our Prophets and Patriots episode. You're going to love that. So, have a great day, everybody. See you all later. See you tomorrow. Okay. You.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.